This is the EWN Podcast Network. If you're someone that feels like you have a lot to say, but either you're afraid to say it, or you just feel like you're not being heard, then meet Carrie MacArthur. Hi, I'm Carrie. If you have ever felt like you're invisible or that you want to be invisible, like you've lost touch with who you are, I just want you to know that I understand. I was there and I have spent the last six years of my life reconnecting to myself, my power, and my purpose. And now it is my passion to help you to dare to find your voice. So if you're ready, say I'm ready. I'm ready. Dare to find your voice, and today I am actually here with my husband Dave again. Hi, Hi Dave. Hi. How are you? I'm even doing better now that I'm with you. Ah, so we've been traveling um, in opposite directions, and we actually ended up together in Houston yesterday. You flew into Houston where I was, and now we are on our way home, right? Yes. Yes. And we're always traveling in the same direction, just in different places. There you go. Traveling in the same direction in abstract, in the vision, (laughs) only sometimes physically we're in different locations. Yes. Which really leads to what I want to talk about today. So there's this thing called the law of attraction, and there's this thing called having a vision, and there's vision boards, and there's dreams, and live your dream, and there's a lot of um, abstractness that goes with that. And at the same time, it's, it's... it's very tangible. It's very important to me. It's a very important part. But I have, I've decided that I have this um, a little bit of an angst about um, just being in the abstract because for me, the real growth, the real, um, the real, what's the word I'm looking for? The real power, frustration. Well, the real power. Oh, appreciation and the real power of of my dream happens when I can hang on to something tangible and I can actually do something about it. Um, but we do the mechanic to millionaire podcasts, you know, um, I joined you about a year in and we talk a lot about the vision and, and assuming the wish fulfilled. And so I just wanted to talk about the two and how they marry together and just kind of get your perspective, Dave, on, on that. Yeah. Back when we were first married, there was a video that I had, seen that had a line in it and we used to, I used to say it all the time right and I don't know how it would come up but it would just come up I could throw it into almost any conversation and it was kind of what was the purpose of life and the line in the video was well in abstract or in general and so they both uh, play an essential role in our experience and but you can't always be like in your head wanting something more well, you can be, but the goal is to be in both, right? And so have an appreciation and a gratitude for what you're experiencing now. Even though we may be grateful, we still want more, right? Yeah. Uh, what is it? Grateful but not satisfied? Yeah. But you've got to learn how to be really, truly grateful and live in the moment and enjoy the moment. I mean, like enjoy the sky that's here today, even though it might not be your perfect sky. 
really enjoy it and then it may not be your perfect temperature but what is it about today that you could enjoy in the living of it because if you're always waiting for that perfect day i don't know that that really exists and we're always going to have a contrast of the different dynamics between you know what's a perfect day and what's maybe not measuring up to be the perfect day yeah and i used to get so confused by that because it was like People would tell me to live in the now, but they'd also also tell me to like look to my vision and to live as though I already had my wish fulfilled. And it was really confusing to me. And I understood both of them, which made it more confusing because I got the power of both. And learning how to marry the two together has been um, an amazing thing by being grateful and not yet satisfied. And by by that, I think the 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 tangible part for me or the thing that finally helped me to, well, one of the things that finally helped me to really start to understand how I could do both was again, understanding that there's um, opposition in all things. And that's the beauty of life. Honestly, there is a, there's a now and there is a future. And by doing the two together, um, I'm, it's just opened up my whole world. And it's an amazing, I do have an amazing day every day because I am, building something better for tomorrow, right? Yeah, there's a thought that's coming to me. Um, like being a stressed achiever or a busybody, um, always looking for the next task and not taking the time to breathe. Like I think one of the big things that are going around, you know, that seems to be more of an awareness and people being keep being brought to that awareness is just stop and breathe, like take some deep breaths and like really breathe, like not just like mentally breathe, but take in a deep breath and get grounded. And I remember hearing on a documentary, it was about champion athletes. And they noticed that the champion athletes took brief moments during the competition to breathe. So like an example of that would be like a tennis player. The tennis player that was really like the stressed achiever like always being busy, always having something to do, not taking time to s slow down and like not taking a nap during the day because you just feel like, you know, that's not productive and you feel guilty doing that. The, the, the way that the athletes were doing this, they caught it on camera and they were showing it. Like one tennis player would just be gripping the tennis ball the whole time, right up until they served it. And, no, the tennis ball. Like before they're going to serve, like they have the ball in their hand. And the other player that was actually winning the game and the champions, they showed that when the play was over, they would have the ball and they would bounce it or they would toss it up in the air and just kind of like being kind of playful for a moment where the other person was, their muscles were tense, they had the eye of the tiger, and they never got out of that. And I think sometimes we think that the law of attraction, we need to always be in that eye of the tiger and looking for the thing that we're wanting rather than looking around and breathing and taking it in and enjoying the moment. And I could work as hard and, and consistently hard day after week, day, week after week, month after month as anybody. But man, I take some good breaks during the day. I know, I, I know that that's important for me to be able to enjoy the journey is take a nap or watch something on YouTube, do something that doesn't, it's not that stressed. I have to be doing something right. And I think yeah. we could get into the habit of always being that stressed achiever. Yeah. And I, that used to be me like to a T and I would notice you, I mean, you did work hard and I always noticed it and I always appreciated it. And I would get so frustrated when you did sit down and take a nap or you did sit down and watch a show. 
I didn't always voice it, but I felt it because it didn't feel fair because my work never ended and I always had something to do and I never could sit down and enjoy what I was doing or what I wanted to do actually. And, um, you know, it really, I remember the day when I was like, I was always striving for something whether it was striving to have the dishes be done, you know, I get them done and somebody would dirty a dish. It would frustrate the heck out of me because it was like, wait, I wanted to finally be done and now I'm not done. And then there was like the laundry and it was the same thing. And I always wanted to just be able to accomplish something. And then when the kids started to grow up and I kind of released the need to have everything in our home be perfect because I would have gone crazy. Um, I still though, I had a purpose and I was always achieving. I always wanting to achieve something like what's my purpose. And it was so frustrating because I could see something in the far distance and I didn't know how to get it. And so it just felt always like lack. It always felt like frustration. It always felt like I wasn't good enough. or I was failing at something because I wasn't able to hold my, my um, purpose in my hand. And you told me, I think your purpose is just to learn how to be happy right now and just learn what, what it is that you love about your life right now. And I'm like, well, I do love my life. And then, but it also realized after I threw my little fit and had my little, you know, stubbornness, I realized, you know, I do have a great life, but how, how do I enjoy it? I don't enjoy it because I'm always in pain trying to figure out what it is that I'm supposed to do to achieve, to be successful. Um, and then later on, you know, talking with my coach, it was, he, he told me that a lot of times when we're always reaching for something, we're looking to the future future is where worry is. Like we worry about whether I'm going to actually have the thing or am I going to be able to do the thing or what's going to happen. Maybe I'm afraid of something that might happen. So if I'm looking to the future, I'm always some kind of um, worried or some, uh, I don't feel good in a certain way. And a lot of times looking to the future. Also, if I have a goal, I'll look to my past and remember all the times where I tried to achieve a goal and failed. And so then I turns to regret all the things that I didn't do. Even all of the years that I missed being happy while I was trying to struggle for something, that ended up being regret, and that doesn't feel good either. And he's like, happiness is now. If you want to be happy, be happy now. And it was so powerful for me. And so what do you have? I mean, how have you experienced that? Well, I just think, you know, and I knew, like, let's say the dishes needed to be done, right? And you were so good about making sure that the responsibility of those dishes were getting done. And I think a lot of that might've been upbringing, like get the dishes done right after you eat. Right. And then you can have the counter like, cleared or whatever. The right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what, but I don't really feel like doing that. Why don't you just let them go? And you couldn't. And, and I thinking about the athletes and I, I keep thinking of the tennis court because that's the one they really showed. And I don't, obviously both athletes had a different way or a different approach. And they really proved that the ones that took the moment to take the breather and just relax were the ones that were having the greater success. So I think that it's self-serving. I mean, they were basically proving that you have to take these little breaks. You kind of have to breathe. But I don't think that either of those athletes realized what they were doing. I think it's learned behaviors, uh, maybe something subconscious. Maybe they're listening to... Uh, a different voice in their head. I don't know really exactly, but I know the one that was a stressed achiever as far as the, we'll use that term for the the, the tennis player that was really clinching the ball and the, the really stiff walk and, and, you know, you could just tell they were bound up. He wasn't doing that to himself on purpose. He wasn't doing it because he thought that was going to be the better way. It was something that it was either learned or they were unaware of what they were doing. So I think it's a... And again, the documentary was pointing out that it's a better way if you want to be successful, at least in sports, 
to take those breathers. And I would say in life, both in abstract and in general, in our reality, is you have to take these little breathers. You just have to take that time. And I think being aware of it, having this podcast, just to help people to be aware. Am I, what type of player am I? Am I the one that's clenching the ball all the time? Or am I the one that's tossing it up? Am I bouncing it on the ground? And I'm looking at who's in the stands. And then I get focused. And it's kind of like filling your own cup in the middle of the day, periodically, you know, at different times, intervals throughout the day. And so... And, and those intervals for me, they, you know, if, if I'm really feeling like I've overstressed, it might be hours that I take a break. It might be a couple days that I really take a break because I'm listening to that, my body. And we know when we're stressed. We know when we're bound up. Our neck starts hurting. Muscles start to get tight. We start to get aches and pains. And I think if we would take on the 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 perspective of the, the tennis player may be more in our life where we're tossing the ball up and down and bouncing it. We might find that we have less of those pain, aches and pains. We might feel less bound up and that life would be a little bit more enjoyable. Yeah. But th- there could be an addiction though. There is an addiction, right? Oh, you yeah, think I to the stress yeah. achiever? Totally. I was totally addicted to stress. I would always say I function better under stress and I still do believe to a point that is true for me, and I've heard that it can be true for people. However, there's a really fine line between too stressed and then that helpful stress. So so living in the future then and always just being in your vision can either have you detach from life and just everything is like <laughs> not... Um, always having you know, an people, anticipation for something. Like people that are daydreaming, you know, that they're just not in reality. I think, though, for most cases it, it does. It puts you in that... that state of always yearning for something and not having it and in a state of frustration and a state of um just disappointment a lot and so the concept though of of just like for me even the concept of you know just enjoy your life right now to me felt so abstract and so how do i how do i make that tangible and i know that um there were there were action steps and so when you said just find something that you enjoy and do that during the day just look for reasons to be happy today to me that was really abstract like look for reasons why i'm happy today what i can just like it just i got bratty about it but at the same time it was because it was abstract but then when it was like i think you you took it a step further and you said what's something that you really love to do and i had just i think I let somebody do my nails for the first time and i really enjoyed it and i said i really enjoy getting my nails done and you're like then do that and it was something that it didn't seem to make sense. Like, well, that's not my purpose to get my nails done. But I trusted you. I was at a point enough, and I had watched you enough, and I just trusted, just do what he says instead of trying to fight it. You know, instead of trying to figure out the reason, just do what he says. And so I allowed myself to get my nails done on a regular basis. And it really was something that helped me to get in the moment. And I was, it was an action step. And that was really... Um, when I really started to understand the difference between just thinking about my vision all the time and actually doing something about it. And it's, it's solidified and it's gotten stronger and stronger along the way. Yeah. And a good example, we just left Texas. We're on our way home right now. We're almost home. And, uh, uh, we left an incredible lady who put the program together and she's been asking us to come out to Texas for a while. Her name's Andy. And she was a stressed achiever and trying to line it up so that we could come out there. I mean, she's been asking for probably over a year, you know, and just trying to get, not just asking, but just trying to make it so that things worked. And she said, 
uh, this morning as we were getting ready to leave, we had a little mastermind and she said, it was when I finally just let go and I relaxed. Instead of feeling like I have to squeeze that ball and try to make this happen, it was, I had a desire and I just let it go and I just relaxed. And how could you relax? Like what's she doing? Because it's still, that doesn't give you an action step, right? I would say, pull out solitaire. I mean, I'll pull out solitaire on my phone every once in a while when I just need to take a break. When I feel like I'm trying to push things too far and I need to get my mind off of something, I'll pull out solitaire and play it for a little while. And I'm not thinking about what do I need to be doing or what am I not doing. I'm into playing solitaire in the moment. I'm enjoying the now with that game. Or it might be something else. It might be watching a TV show, you know, that you know, uh, makes you not have to think and you just get to laugh, you get to enjoy, you get to, you know, experience being entertained. Being entertained is a big one. You know, I like to be entertained without having to feel like I need to be somebody in that moment. Just let me be entertained, whether that's watching TV, listening to an audio on the phone uh, or some music or going to the gym and working out. That's a good one for me. And I've made more time for myself lately to go to the gym and spend more time at the gym. You know what? I actually am feeling like less of a stressed achiever because of that. But yeah, yet I our know, business so. couldn't be doing better right now, right? right? Yeah, it's amazing. And I think another thing for Andy that she that I heard her say was before it was like, I need to feel I need to have a hundred people to come to this meeting. And so she was envisioning that. And it was like so stuck in the vision that it was like, and I don't know how to do that. So it was stressed. And so it was like always being attached to that while even inviting people that created a sense of, of probably anxiety for the people she was inviting. And it just wasn't happening. When she, she released that, she knew she wanted to fill the room and she saw the vision, but then she let go of the vision long enough to just go and enjoy talking to people. And she just started inviting people, not in a stressed environment, not in a stressed way though, but in a way of like, I really love talking to people and I'm just going to go places and I'm going to invite people. I'm going to talk to them and I'm going to enjoy the journey. And that made all the difference. And it was really an amazing event, wasn't it? Yeah. She didn't feel like she had to force the how to happen. Right. And she relaxed into it. She had some great turnout and some people that had come that she had just recently met and really connected with. So yeah, I think that's a, you know, when, again, going back to how we started it, life in general, life in abstract, it's a balance and we got to continually, it's not going to be a straight line balance. It's going to be a wavy line where we dip down and then we over course correct and we go up and we have to course correct and come back down. It's kind of that wavy line. Yeah. But we'll as we're it. setting goals and, and we know the objectives that we want, if we take time to breathe and we take time to focus and we take time to live and we take time to dream, uh, you know, all of that, playing all of that in, in play, it's just life, life gets really blissful. Yeah, it's really good. If you were ever, if you ever rode on a seesaw or played on the seesaw or the teeter totter when you were a kid, you know, how boring would it be to just sit at balance all the time? We would go up and down and it was the fun, the fun. It was felt good to be at balance for a minute and then to go back down again and then back up again. And that's what life really is like about. It makes it a lot of fun that way. And you know, there's a little bit of work involved as well. So, um, some of the tips that I use in order to, to stay in the tangibleness of the abstract of my vision is I love to remember times when I have, well, first I realized that everything I'm going for is a feeling. It always has a feeling attached. Like if my dream were to go to Disneyland, my feeling, 
my bigger goal is the way it feels like to be in the happiest place on earth to just be go to go and just watch people be happy and to just be happy so then i go back in my life and i think okay when was i happy last time when are some times that i have been happy and i remember those and i and i write about them i think about them and i get in that feeling of happy and then i go to today okay today how am i going to be happy today what am i going to do to be happy today because that's my goal of going to Disneyland is to be happy. So how do I prove to myself today that I know how to be happy? And I get into that and I do that action step. And it may or may not be related really to going to Disneyland. But what it does is it does enlist that law of attraction that brings the happiness toward me. And then soon I'm on my way to Disneyland. And it just it works that way when I'm, in the, when I'm in the state of having the feeling that I'm going for with my vision. And finding ways to create that, I call it create proof. Well, first I look for proof. And if I can't find proof already, I create the proof. And so that is the way that I keep it tangible and abstract. Like both one foot on earth and one foot in heaven, yeah. right? I thought about that earlier. I didn't say it, but I thought it. Yeah. yeah. And so what do you do? Where do you have other tips? Well, I would just say in, in closing, um, Earl Nightingale said it in The Strangest Secret, right? A uh, successful person is somebody who's progressively moving towards their worthy ideal. As you're moving towards that worthy ideal, stop and smell the flowers, right? Stop and smell the roses. When we were at Disneyland, we had the turkey leg, you know, and, and I even had the chimichanga. You know, it, it's not in alignment with, you know, the you best know, thing close. that I could put in my body but I was there to enjoy the moment and even being on the tram that took us from the parking lot to the 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 Disneyland the goal was not to get to Disneyland and then get on the ride and hate the lines it was to enjoy the whole thing and to see the I love looking at the plants at Disneyland that's part of for me that's part of the experience of being at Disneyland is looking at the flowers and how beautifully arranged they are and and the care and the you know the skill that has gone into that and just a lot of the different things there that people don't even look at or maybe they do but you could be there and you could be like the stressed tennis player clenching the ball the whole time and not enjoying the experience and the people around you not enjoying the experience either. That's true. I do really love, and I've noticed even more as I've learned to like live in my now, I love the lines because they're always so creatively decorated and it's part of the experience, right? Yeah. And I know there have been times when I wish that we could just hurry and get through the line and I missed it. So that's some of the funnest times. I remember one year when we went and we bought those frozen lemonades and we were all sharing a couple of them as a family. Yeah, that was one of the best. That's one of the experiences I remember about Disneyland. That was in a line, not on the ride. Right. And uh, so what whatever our goals are and our objectives and the things we're wanting to move towards. Are you enjoying those moments and those wins? Are you stopping and breathing? Are you bouncing the ball and enjoying it? And if it's maybe some success, then maybe as you enjoy the the rewards that come in financially from that success, go to the movies, go to a nice restaurant, go to a nice lunch in the middle of the day, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe at three o'clock in the afternoon instead of right at twelve o'clock, and just enjoy it while you're there. And like when I play solitaire, I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm in that moment, the power of now. So I, you know, again, it's a, it's a balance and we should be moving forward and there's times when we should feel stressed and there's times when we should feel relaxed and there's times in between. So it's all, it all makes up the dynamic. It's like the coat of many colors. There's so many dynamics. There is. And all the dynamics make it beautiful, right? Yep. Just like the sky. So thanks for listening. Thanks for chatting with me, Dave. Yeah, that was fun. Guess what? We're almost home. We're actually, we're turning on our street right now. This is exciting. So we're going to go. Thanks again for listening and tune in next time for Dare to Find Your Voice.
This is the EWN Podcast Network.